Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VAWFM 88.1. Broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein. The time has just gone by three minutes after 6 p.m. on a Thursday, which means it's time for us to give you uh, the Business Buzz for your weekly roundup of business and economics news. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza and I will be taking you until about 7 p.m. So definitely make sure you stay tuned. It's going to be quite an interesting show. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you uh, stay tuned uh, because it's going to be one of those shows that you do not want to miss. Uh, on the show today, uh, we have our brand new Heavy. Uh, that's usually that part of the month, uh, the last Thursday, uh, where we celebrate a person in South Africa, a young person in South Africa doing the things in their business, uh, in their field of endeavor, in their industry, in their profession, in their hustle. And for today, uh, we have an interesting person. We have a creative in the building with us. We're going to be with uh, Teboho Malope uh, who's going to be, you know, chilling with us. We're going to get to know him a little bit, uh, how he started his journey, um, what drives him, what keeps him up at night, and then finally we're going to find out what he wants his legacy to be and uh, what he wants to be remembered for. So that's how the show is going to be looking. Otherwise, uh, coming up, we're going to be having our business wrap. Uh, that's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news, followed by our Buffalo Index for the the state of your 100 rand so definitely make sure you keep in touch for that remember as well that you can uh, find and follow us uh, on social media we are vow fm 88.1 and uh, on facebook we are vow fm that's voice of vids and you can also find our other facebook page that's uh, vids radio academy on twitter we're at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz on whatsapp we are 0840784912 and you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za remember that podcast of the business buzz show are available online at vids.journalism.co.za so then make sure you keep it uh, locked on to that. Uh, we are here until 7pm so definitely make sure you don't turn that down. Keep it locked this is the Business Buzz Business Wrap with Ken Sweatman It's time for us to get into our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's uh, top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by a financial expert. We have Ken Swettenham. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening, and yourself? Huh? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Um, in terms of uh, the business wrap for this week, uh, I think we are, we are sort of drawing towards the end of the year. You know, So how have the markets been performing and uh, what's been going on this week? Well, it's, it, to be honest with you, it's, it's one of the things which concerns me a great deal. Um, we, we've had a very poor run on our stock market this year, and the market is currently sitting there, the top 40 index, down around 13.5% year-to-date. And this has been somewhat of a surprise because the year started very well. By by the end of February, we were actually up about 8%. So if we take that into account, uh, the the market has actually lost somewhere around 21% of its value since the the end of February. And that has serious problems for for people holding any sort of investment in unit trusts and insurance policies uh, and more often pension or provident funds. And somewhere along the line, it's affecting all of us when we're not getting the growth in our equity market like we've uh, like we're used to enjoying. To be honest with you. Um, so, in terms of uh, the markets, uh, I guess for for the year as a whole, uh, what are some of the major points from the year that have uh, sort of um, affected us? I think I remember uh, a couple of months ago. I think um, the trade war with China has affected us a little bit, especially on the currency side. But in terms of the markets uh, through 2018, uh, what have been some of the things that have caused us to be where we are at the moment? You're quite right. I mean, the currency is affected by the fight of the USA with the trade wars. And in fact, with the dollar weakening, our render strengthened substantially over the last week or two. And of course, with all the nonsense about Brexit in the UK, we've we've strengthened massively against the UK pound also just over the last sort of 10 days or so. Um, that, that's very good news in, in many areas. But believe it or not, it's not good news for our markets because a lot of our 
our stocks, especially the mining and resource stocks, are very much based on, on what happens with the currency because uh, earnings come in dollars. And when the rand strengthens, their earnings go down. So we've seen a huge drop recently in, in the resource index, although it is, that index is up very slightly on the year so far, about 2%. But the biggest problem has actually been in the industrial index and one share in particular, and that's Naspers, which... Um, many uh, people may have heard of but Naspers makes up almost 20% of our market that one share alone and when that one share it drops substantially it pulls the whole market down with it and that's effectively what's happened this year Naspers has dropped quite sharply this year and it's pulled down uh, the whole market with it and as a result if you've got as I said if you've got any sort of investments which have any sort of linkage to a stock market tracker fund um, then, then you've lost money this year I'm afraid huh? Mm. So in terms of, uh, I guess, the year going forward, um, do you expect that some of uh, that the market on the whole is likely to uh, strengthen uh, going into 2019 or uh, should we sort of be expecting more turmoil? Well, uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to be the latter. We, we, we've talked about the economic growth in South Africa many times. We're, we're going to get economic growth this year of barely half a percent um, when it was originally predicted closer to 2%. Next year, they're talking again about 1.7%, 1.8% growth, um, and we need a lot more than that. We can't expect businesses to grow their earnings and grow their businesses, which will reflect on the share price, when the economy of the country isn't growing. So while we have the stunted growth in the economy in general, we, we're going to continue having these sort of issues on our markets. Uh, we are getting to a point on the good news side, if there is any sort of green shoots, as they call it, um, that the market is beginning to look, in my opinion, slightly undervalued, which may attract some big institutional buyers to the market, possibly foreign buyers. And when people start buying, it might start pushing the share prices up. But uh, I could be clutching the straws there, to be honest with you. Huh? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, that was uh, us with Ken Swetanemi, is our financial expert, giving us a roundup of the week's um, top trending business and economics news. Um, as you heard, um, uh, the big thing uh, for the year is that uh, the stock market has been down uh, 13.5% for the year. And uh, some of the things that have pulled um, the market down greatly has been, you know, uh, some of the international things such as the trade war, I think, uh, some of the volatility with the emerging markets and uh, the other one is just the fact that NASPERS because it's so big on the stock exchange um, the drop in NASPERS has actually caused a sort of a systemic drop in the rest of the market so that's it in terms of our business wrap for this week on the other side of this we get into uh, our Buffalo index as uh, Elna tells us at the state of your 100 rand keep it locked this is VOW FM you're tuned in to the business bus Hello. Uh, we're back on the business bus, uh, and uh, today we are uh, talking uh, brand new heavy. And right now, it's time for us uh, to get into um, the Buffalo Index, where we give you the uh, state of your one hundred rand. And uh, we have Elna to just to give us that. How's it looking, Elna? It's good. I'm so excited um, to talk all about films and directing today I think it's one of those things that a lot of us dreamed of when we were a kid like one day I'm going to stand there I have my Oscars speech ready so today on the Buffalo Index obviously we don't all have big companies behind us so I wanted to look at how can we maybe get into a little bit of that directing making some videos you know on a smaller budget so one thing you definitely need is obviously your tech so if you want to start small, you can get a really good smartphone and maybe just start there, you know, get yourself into a little bit of, of that that shooting mode. And one really good option is a, a, a Huawei P20 Pro. <laughs> That's a good phone. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get that for about 10K, which I know is a lot of money. But if you're wanting to invest in something good, that's 100 buffaloes. So it's a worthwhile buy. But then you could also get an entry level camera, something like a Canon um, EOS 4000D. That's about just under five grand. So just under 50 buffaloes. But then you need a good laptop. You need your MacBook, maybe, and some good editing software like Adobe, which costs around 650 Rand a month. So, even on that level, 
you know, you need to invest. You need you need some good tech if you're being even remotely serious about this. But w- something that I thought was really interesting is what is if you just want to, you know, make those home videos a little bit more, a little bit more professional, but yeah. you don't have lots of cash. Yeah. Well, one thing you can do is um, is buy is get some. Uh, apps that are free. Mm-hmm. So um, there's Adobe Premiere Clip, which is quite nice. You can just edit and resize video content, and it's free, as I said. There's Cyberlink Power Director, and this one is one that I'm really interested in. It's um, called Splice, and the reason why I mention it is it has no ads or watermarks, but it's from the makers of the GoPro. Which to me is a really reliable brand. Yeah. I mean, GoPro is great. They must make. I'd good love stuff. to touch that piece of software. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was researching this, I thought like, oh, I need to go to my app store get some <laughs> of these. <laughs> so uh, that's a good start. But then you need to learn the craft. Not all of us are able to enroll in like a film and video, um, film and video uh, course. So one thing you can do, I'm sure, Mudiwa, you've heard of Udemy the online course uh, platform, they have a special running um, now with the whole Black Friday time of year. It normally costs 4,000 Rand, but currently for just 200 Rand, that is just two buffaloes, you guys, the complete video production bootcamp may be what you want to look at. So from 4,000 to 200. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, so that sounds like a really a, a really good one. They have a bunch of other video editing courses also. And yeah, I think that's a good start. I know we might not all be the next the next genius behind a movie or a Nando's <laughs> ad, but it can it can, you know, those videos of your friends partying, like maybe you can make them a bit nicer. I like that. I, I I think out of everything you just said, the two hundred rand definitely that that's that's where the money is at. Mm. Mm. And mm. I also think that kind of thing. If you're investing in skills, mm. then that day when you get that pretty phone, mm. sure, it takes great photos, but the skills behind it and the creative eye that's really what you're going to be able to sell to people if you're serious about this Mm, mm, mm. so you heard that's what the state of your 100 rand is looking like if you want to get um, into some some filmmaking whether it's uh, on a phone or whether you want to use uh, some professional equipment uh, that's what it's looking like Uh, Udemy Black Friday special 200 rand I think for me that's where that's where the real value is at but on the other side of this we're going to be talking to someone who is a real creative and is going to let us know um, you know maybe perhaps or some of the things that he uses yes Elma as opposed to as who are not real creative <laughs> <laughs> wow Wow, 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 Fine, 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 fine. He's going to be telling us what it's like to make a Nando's ad. Yes. <laughs> okay, I haven't done that. Yes. So I'll give that to you. <laughs> so, yes, on the other side of this, we're going to be getting into our brand new heavy. Uh, so, definitely make sure you keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. More justice on the Business Buzz. You're listening to the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. Remember that you can keep in touch with us and keep the conversation going on Facebook. We are VOW FM, that's Voice of Vits. And uh, we also have our other Facebook page, that's Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VOW FM. And you can use our hashtag, that's hashtag Business Buzz. So it's time for us to get into uh, our brand new heavy. Every last Thursday, we like to celebrate a young person in South Africa who is doing the things in uh, their particular industry, in their hustle. And today we are proud to have uh, Teboho Tebsa Malope, uh, who is in studio with us. He is a creative. How are you, Tebo? I'm fantastic, man. I was stuck in traffic for like two hours. So, yeah. But yeah, but I'm great. Brand new heavy. Oh. Heavy, heavy, heavy. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm going to change my Twitter profile. Uh, I'm uh, going to add brand new heavy. heavy, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm looking yeah. forward to the conversation. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, Tebok has done uh, quite quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I have a bit of a clip. Uh, my technical producer, Gwenchi, he's, he, he's going for this because, you know, uh, Tebok actually directed a Nando's ad. And we want to hear just a little bit, you know, some of this creativity. Is this just how we sell things now? 
Yes, you heard that's uh, that's one of uh, his productions. So before we we, we begin uh, the conversation, uh, what's it like being able to do you know projects like that? I mean, you know, cultural impact of of a brand like Nando's because Nando's always takes risks. Yeah, you know, so you know, being associated with such a brand and actually adding your creative touch to something like that yeah let me i mean let me let me put it to you this way every single director in this country wants to do a nando's ad yeah it's like it's like <laughs> what do you call it? it's like uh it's like uh, the holy grail yeah it's like the holy grail of commercials right yeah. and and i think i think we all know it's commercials we all know they're selling a product but because it's nando's they try and push push the envelope a little bit so there's a little bit more creative freedom there's a little bit more like taking risks, mm. right? And there's a little bit more of a street cred, right? Yeah. So it's like people don't actually mind being sold to by Nando's yeah. because they kind of dig what they say. Yeah. And the other thing is like the big on social commentary, you know? Mm. And like mm. how many times can you say I made an ad and I actually said something, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's the <laughs> other cool thing. And that's why a lot of directors want to do a Nando's ad. So I'm glad that I've managed to tick that box, you know, and we can look forward to what else is coming. Mm. Mm. So, you know, for us to just begin the conversation, we 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 we're already at a high point. Yeah, so I might, we might as well. I think continue. I'm always on a high point. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me down. <laughs> tell me down, people. <laughs> how long? How long have you been in the industry for? Well, see that that question for me is crazy because, like, when people ask that question, they're constant. They almost all the time refer to the film industry right mm. and i think my my story is actually like a story about story right yeah. so it's not really a story about filmmaking per se yeah it's like right now i'm known as a filmmaker because that's the medium that i specialize yeah. in but the bigger sort of broader scope is storytelling right yeah. so for me the question is how far back did you start being a storyteller mm. right so and, tell us and that goes as far back as my early teens yeah. right we used to do community theater yeah i grew up in central western jabavu yeah. right and right next to where i grew up there was like a park called open hammer park it's still there yeah um it's it's funny in the middle of the park there's like a big tower when you stand on top of it you can actually see the whole of soweto oh wow at the bottom is kredomuta village right and uh-huh. Domuta stayed there for a couple of years yeah. and he built these crazy like sculptures like animals with like three heads with breasts on their calves and like yeah. it was like a bit of a crazy sort of experience so I grew up in that space in that environment in that same park it's just like as I'm saying it I'm going damn that's wild like open <laughs> the Oppenheimers and Kredomuta in one yard you know yeah. but in that park there's a hall that we used to sort of as kids go there and do like community theater right? yeah so we used to do plays we used to do remember back in the day gambu dance yeah and we used to like pretend we were doing sarafina or gibson kente right so storytelling for me started in my early teens mm. and at that point a year later i think about because i was like from when i was about 11 I was part of community theater. Yeah. And about when I was 13, I had sort of a chance experience to meet Spike Lee. Mm. And I guess for me, that's when it all turned around, right? So I went from going... No, no, hold on. Can we come back? Yeah. Can we come back to Spike Lee? Like, how does someone get a chance meeting with yeah. Spike Lee? It's, it's, I mean, like, I always say, like, and like to, tomorrow I'm doing a TED Talk, right? Mm. And, 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 and this morning I was at the rehearsals and I was like, telling all these stories and they're like wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> so they keep sending me back yeah wait, 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 stop 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 tell us about that one right yeah. and i think it's because i feel like my life is a series of stories yeah. right it's a series of crazy stories that so happened to happen to me yeah. and i think i'm blessed enough to sort of be in the right place at the right, right time yeah. and things happen for me that way i guess i have to thank god you know because i think i, I didn't manufacture any of it myself yeah there's surely somebody up above who's looking over me right yeah so spike lee Right, it happens on a copy just off Melville, like in what's called Sophia Town today. Yeah, there's like a church that's like a heritage site yeah. of Joburg, and that's one of the churches in Sophia Town. I think they used to go and pray or something, right? Mm. So, I so happen to be in that area, 
and I saw these big trucks. I saw big lights. I went, what's going on? Right? Mm-hmm. So the curious me sort of goes, like tiptoes and walks in, walks in. And then I see people shooting cameras. I'm like, whoa, it's a movie. And the next thing I see Spike Lee and I knew who he was at the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it's Spike Lee. I got to do the right thing now. <laughs> so I walk closer and then they let me sit right next to him and watch him direct. Oh, wow. So I, I literally stood there and I just watched him. I remember just looking at him probably for a good 10, 12 minutes. That's crazy. Just like being blown away by seeing like a black man have so much power and control and so much leadership. How, and that completely transformed my life. How old How old are you at the time? Around what period is it? And what, and what was the production? So I was around 13. Yeah. I need to cross-reference this. 13 or 14? Yeah. Uh, I need to cross-reference. Yeah, I think I was 13 or 14. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not quite sure what the production was. Yeah. I've been trying to research it. <laughs> but I found out that he was, he came, like part of my research is that he came and he did a documentary on Nelson Mandela. Oh, or it was like okay. part of like uh, like a channel or I, I'm not quite sure. Right? Around what year was that? Around 1997, 98. 97, 98. Okay, yeah, okay. Right so literally so like I need to, 20 years ago. I need, literally 20 years ago. Uh, right? yeah. So I need to double check and <laughs> I need to do my research and see and, and check out those scenes that he shot when he was here. Yeah. So then I met him there and then at that point here's this little kid that's been telling these stories and doing these plays and suddenly I see cameras, I see lights, I go, man, and I see a black man telling the stories using this medium mm. called film yeah i think that was the first spark you know mm. and i think the important thing is like exposure is everything right yes. it's like i always ask myself if i was never exposed to that moment where would i be today yeah maybe like filmmaking would still be like a distant dream you know mm. but because i saw somebody that kind of looked like me yeah. do it i think i kind of bought in the wildest thing also about that experience is that i then went home mm. i got home i used to play football so you go practice, I used to play under 15 as well, like sort of try to try stay fit. And then I used to go to this theater called Amphitheater, mm-hmm. right? Like an open air theater. Yeah. It's right next to, to, sorry, to theater today. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. And I got there and I was running, running up the stairs. And this is like this amphitheater is the same space where Manessa Mandela's daughter did that famous speech where they offered him freedom. Uh-huh. And he said, I'm not going out until until my peers and until all the rest of the leadership mm, and political mm. parties are, are free, right? Mm. And where he did that speech, where mm. Nelson Mandela sort of did the speech, that's where I used to run because mm. I grew up a stone throw away from there. Mm. And when I got there running up the stairs and jogging up the stairs, I get up to the top and there's Spike Lee again <laughs> with his crew. <laughs> and they're standing there, they're pointing, right? I'm going, what's going on, right? Like it happened, to, and I think they were there sort of plotting the next scene or whatever. They didn't yeah. have cameras there. It was just oh, like okay, eight or okay. nine of them. Yeah. They were just there looking and pointing. And I remember running at him and going, I saw you today. I dig your style, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran off, right? So for me, that story is really about exposure. Mm. It's really about me seeing film at a really high level. And that's what turned me from just being a storyteller, storyteller, to using and thinking about the medium of film as a vehicle to tell my stories. So did you ever, what's it called, did you ever picture after that because you're 13? Yeah. Right. Does young, uh, does young Teboho ever think of himself as anything else apart from a storyteller after that point? No. Okay. It doesn't happen. So all the usual things that people are pushed to doctor, lawyer, accountant, yeah. it never... Well, of course. Of <laughs> course, uh, the black parentals will never let that slide, right? <laughs> so, so the black parentals will always push you to something, right? Mm. So they pushed me to like engineering and um, it didn't last. Mm. You know, it was like a year or two and then the second year they actually realized how miserable I was mm. in doing it. And at that point... Where did you, where did you go? Well, I'm going to expose my age now. At the, t- at the time, it was called Rao. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Rao University. Yeah. And then at the time, it was called Rao. And I remember I went. And um, at some point, they actually realized that, you know what? Um, this is not working out, mm. you know. And funny enough, 
even at that time when I was still sort of I was still trying to find ways to be a storyteller mm-hmm. so I remember also joining the theater and trying to do stuff in fact I'm sort of one of the early early guys to be part of raw radio mm-hmm. and today's like one of the big ones out there you know and um, it was quite fascinating because then I still tried for, to for navigate our, for our younger listeners you know. Brown Radio today is called UJFM. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so at the time I was yeah. like one of the early guys that uh, started okay. and I had a show like you guys. So yeah. I remember I used to sit like this and mm. used to chat and it like it was quite in, in interesting times, you know. Yeah. And um I uh, you know, and I still felt like I, I was compelled to pursue. But the, my parents already knew, right? Mm. But then at that point, that's when we hit like a massive dip. As a family, like we ran out of money, we mm. ran out of funds, yeah. you know, and like my parents' back was against the wall, mm. right? My mom's back was against the wall, mm. and there was no choice really. It was like, well, whether you continue with this or you choose something else, there's no money for it, right? Yeah. So do whatever you want to do, mm. right? Mm. And that's how I found myself. In film, mm. that's a story for another day because that's going to take another three hours. Actually, I, I want to get something from you because it's on, you. You're saying that you, you said engineering, right? Yes. So that means uh, you must have had, you know, some inclination towards maths, physics, science, yes. that type of thing. Yes. Uh, so your mind could comprehend yeah. that world, but at yeah. the same time, um, comprehend sort of that creative space. Yeah. Do you use any of that? hard line thinking in what you do now 100 percent. yeah so you know and i think sometimes it's the it's the myth around sort of the creative industries right mm. that you don't actually so much need that sort of other side of your brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and it's a myth right and, and i'll tell you why when i started out for instance i used to do a lot of camera work right mm. i was a very technical i used to do a lot of camera work at some point i started focus pulling mm. and whatnot mm. and a lot of that stuff is numbers it's equation it's mm. formulas right because so, you have to measure because you have to measure distances you have yeah. to do this you have to do you have to understand lensing you have to understand exposure yeah and it's all numbers it's all like numerical sort mm. of formulas right mm. it's not not some uh, sort yeah. of um, feeling that this exposure <laughs> is, <laughs> you know, it's not that. It's it's all numbers, right? Yeah. And and what I realized, like the big thing about my brain learning how to think that way is that the creativity was still there, yeah. right? It wasn't. It didn't die because I activated different part of my brain. Yeah, it was still there. But then much later on, especially now, like since I've been sort of doing the work that I've been doing, I realized that now I have the language. Right to speak to other technical guys on set. Ah. Right? So now I'm not just this creative who's like in a corner with other creatives. Yeah. I can talk to creatives and they'll get me. And then I can turn and look at all the technical guys, the grips, the camera, the lighting guys, the focus pullers, yeah. and I'll speak to them in a more technical level Way, yeah. and I can reach them as well. Yeah. And so for me, that has become a massive asset okay. for the work that I do. Mm. That's actually quite massive. Now, before we go for our break, I want sort of in the same line uh, because, you know, I think especially in the current environment, you know, creatives uh, are languishing and, you know, saying that, you know, it's tough out here. But but if you attack it in a certain way, I think it can work out. And one of the ways that it's done, we are a business show, is making sure that your business is right. So for you over the years, how did you learn the business side of things? Yeah. Because it has to it has to put food on the table and sustain yeah. itself somehow. Hundred percent. Look, I always I always think like you know you're saying like some people are saying yo it's tough for us now right. <laughs> In the same breath, uh, there's people that say, "Man, it's popping now." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it's never tough for everybody, all at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So, I've always said, when it's tough, like I mean, when there was the recession that happened a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. some people wealth skyrocketed. That's true, right? So, every time it's tough for somebody, it's dope for somebody else. Yeah. So, <laughs> I always want to be in that good side of history, right? Yeah, yeah. And it must be dope for me the whole time, yeah. right? Now. When I started out, I was a freelancer. Yeah. So as a freelancer, is there's a couple of skills that you you learn or you have to learn or you're gonna die, right? Yeah. It's because <laughs> it's because you will you will you will score a gig, right? And for a good two three months, you're popping, mm. right? And then you know, and then it goes dry, 
yeah. for the second half of the year. Yeah. Now, if you haven't learned that just because it's popping in the six months doesn't mm. mean it's going to pop the next six months and I gotta stack up this money well enough, mm. invest it well enough and be yeah. clever enough, then you're going to die as a creative. Yeah. So those skills that I learned as a freelancer who was sort of working in and out, one month I'm earning large, the next month it's zero. I had to learn how to stack up my finances enough mm. to, to, to save me for the next couple of years or the years where it gets dry, right? Right? Mm. And so once you learn that skill, then you do almost like the basics, right? The basics are like, yo, is the credit card paid off? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yo, is the overdraft covered? Yeah. Is it covered for a good long time? Mm. Yeah, it is, right? All right, cool. Now a little bit of cash and some mutual funds, so I've got something going. Now a little bit of cash in my medical aid, so if anything happens, I'm dope. Right? Yeah. So once you cover those bases, you sort of stack up your, your principle, yeah, your well, financial yeah. principles. And then after a while, then you start thinking, I need passive income, Yeah. right? Yeah. Because, because if I'll only make money if I'm on set, what happens if I can't be on set? Yeah. What happens if I go blind next week? Yeah. Or what happens if my tap of ideas runs dry? Yeah. What happens, like sometimes I used to think of it as a, as a, as a, as a director, as a soccer player, right? Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, like it's all happening. It's like, hey, Dave's just getting hyped. You know, it's like, okay, maybe I'm currently the Neymar, the Messi, mm. you know? But what happens three, four years from now when, when it's done? When, it, you know, <laughs> hopefully it, does, it doesn't yeah, yeah, die, yeah, right? Yeah. Hopefully it's like, but you can't exercise that mindset. You can't be like, yo, I'm going to have you popping for life. <laughs> you know, you have to go, what happens if. I'm not popping in three years' time. Mm. Then you start planning passive income. You start. I remember as a as a kid, I was still like camera assistant. I bought myself like a Lotus box that mm. had stuff in it, like gaffer tape, clapper, uh, clapper board, measuring tape, all of these things. And I used to rent it out to film sets because ah. right? I had friends who were camera assistants, but they didn't have these things. Yeah. So I used to go, okay, when you go on the set, just take mine, rent it out for five hundred bucks. Give me 200 bucks, keep 300, right? Mm. And so the guys that didn't have those, that, that gear, they used to start getting it from me. They pay me a little fee and then they keep the rest of the fee and then they use the stuff. So even if I wasn't working, there was a little bit of passive income. That was coming. So that's, so, so I guess the point I'm Absolutely. trying to make mm. is that working as a freelance artist mm. is like you always think of the dry, times and dry periods always got to stay ready always got to stay ready <laughs> and once you do that it forces you into good financial habits mm. you know so i think and i'm grateful that that happened to me while early on cool so we are on the business buzz we are with uh, tebsa uh, we're with Teboho Malohbe, who is a director a creative a storyteller and he's just uh, been telling us sort of the origin story and uh, how he got his money right or at least learned how to get his money right on the other side of this we're going to be uh, talking to someone that he actually grew up with so that we can get that other side you know was he a troublesome child you know did we know that this stuff was gonna come and happen and then uh, uh, on the other side of that, uh, we're going to be asking, you know, uh, our questions around how he wants to be remembered. So definitely make sure you keep it locked. This is the business buzz. The, the business buzz. Uh, welcome back to the Business Buzz. Uh, we are talking uh, to Teboho uh, Malope. He is a creative and a storyteller in studio. Uh, he is our brand new heavy for the month of November. Uh, so we were just uh, talking to him just around, you know, the origin story, the business, getting it right. But right now we want to, you know, switch it up a little bit. Uh, we actually have um, one of uh, one of our, of our FM OGs. Uh, we have uh, Simmons studio <laughs> wow <laughs> no the sim the sim is actually uh, our music manager here at Val FM and uh, you know coincidentally he grew up with uh, Tebsa so we want to know like did you see this greatness well, growing up well, say, <laughs> this is a really pleasant surprise because uh, you got my boy in the house so thank you guys for the surprise um just a warning like keep keep keep, keep the other stuff off air. <laughs> All, only good stuff only good stuff <laughs> what was the question again yeah did you see this happening this greatness these nando's adverts these questa music videos did you see it growing up yeah maybe or? not the music videos and other stuff but him as a storyteller definitely yeah 
I sent him a picture about a couple of months ago of him using his body as a as a tripod as a trumpet, with his yeah. first camera shot. I don't oh, know if it was his first first, but was one of the the ones that kind of started everything. Uh, him as a storyteller, yes, yeah, we knew it. He didn't tell you that he, he used to be a poet as well. Ah, <laughs> so that's where he kind of kind of kickstarted from. So see, that's why I speak like um, like it's slam poetry. Right? <laughs> Don't you see, like my cadence when I speak, I'm like, you know, that's what how I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for, uh, how do you guys actually know each other? Like, was he a next door neighbor? Is he your cousin? Like, so <laughs> where my where my mom stays? Yeah, yeah, what, three streets away. Yeah, kind of three streets away. Yeah, um, that's where my mom stays. So yeah. I stayed another area, Copinville. Yeah, was. White City, and then there was yeah. around where he stayed. Yeah. So he used to play, like he used to be very competitive, like <laughs> almost five two playing pro football, or like yeah. the Pirates kind of vibe. Yeah. I was still kind of coming up, still playing at uh, grassroots <laughs> level, as yeah. I say. <laughs> but also we our kind of ways interacted when we also were in uh, youth ministry at, at church as okay, well. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing. What he's doing now back then, mm. I was doing music and still doing music. Yeah, okay. yeah I mentioned Central Western Javafu earlier. Yeah. That there's like Oppenheimer Park, Kredomuta yeah. Village, yeah. and you know, like did I? I did, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. yeah I did. <laughs> so so I am so if you think of it like it's up on the hill. Yeah. Credo uh, Village. That's where my house was. Like, mm. so we're like North Cliff, mm. so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like at the top, and then you go down into you go down. We used to call it Scotty Pole. That's yeah, where you yeah, grew up. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, down there, yeah. <laughs> like down by the valley. Yeah. That's where you grew up. So we kind of like you know we're in the same um, uh, township, pretty much. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I do remember that was uh, was pretty amazing. There was this long road. I won't tell you where we were going. Um, <laughs> it's a long, long road. We used to walk down there and actually tell each other what we want to do in the future. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, this will be me taking my first award. Yeah, it was me taking this and uh, what would go to? Yeah. And little did we know that we were actually like, kind of like casting vision, as they say, uh. of what we wanted to do in the future. Mm. And, and I remember all those moments of the stuff he used to say back then. Yeah. He wanted to be a storyteller. Mm. And this yeah. manifested. I, I think also it's like, uh, just so I can add on, I think it's also really important, like what Sim is saying, it's, it's, it's over and above imagining and dreaming stuff, over and above working hard and having talent. It's important mm. to surround yourself with friends that you can dream with, with right? Uh, it's because it's easy for for, for you to be around people and sometimes it's not like they hate you right or like they don't like you but sometimes they just they just don't have that vision mm. or they don't have that foresight and they just don't feel like it's possible mm. so for me I was lucky enough to have friends like Sim there's another friend of ours Lili who also we grew up with he's an actor he's got a saucy ad yeah. out now we grew up together Sim and them and we used to dream together yeah. in fact one of also the, my oldest friends that I know like that I've known literally since birth Mm. Is Matlatsi Mafats, mm. you know, the actor, and he plays Chaba in Isitingo. Mm. As well, we used to sit in the train together <laughs> dreaming, and you used to stand there and you, you'd act out like, okay, if I'm on that Oscar stage and I win the award, this is what I'm going to say, you know? And then I'd say, yeah, well, when I win the film award, this is what I'm going to say. Mm. So mm. I think for, for anybody that's listening, I think as much as you put effort and time in your craft and in your work, I think do not neglect putting effort and time in the kind of circle that yeah, you put that around you, you. And you, around. you can be intentional about it, yeah. right? The world may save you friends, you can be intentional about shifting shifting schools and changing friends and finding friends that speak into your vision. Mm. I think that's important. And I understand that you guys have worked together on, you know, some things. Not, some not directly, but he gave me my first gig yeah. and the next gig and the next one. <laughs> so outside of Val, yeah. I also write music for commercials yeah so i told him one time i'm like dog i want to do this thing yeah. and two months later i was like here's a brief right uh, hey. yeah. and he told me hey you gotta be quick man you gotta be quick Shout out to work fast <laughs> i was actually about to ask what does he like to work with i guess you <laughs> he doesn't like people who like to sleep like like give me work if i say give me two examples give me 10 yeah. if i say yeah. 
give me two examples by five give me two examples by one you know mm. he's like let's move because yeah. there's somebody out there some young kid out there who's uh. waiting to to take your your, 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 so you your stay hungry and when he gave me that and stuff started kind of snowballing yeah. i think i can do more uh. and i know i'll do more but i think what i appreciate about him till today he still has time for us some of the people that he's met uh, yeah <laughs> we won't mention like really really big people yeah but he still has times like yo man i've saw this docky that i think you need to see come to my house now and i would rock up there nah, nah, nah. and if you get to his house late and you were supposed to get there at 12 you get there at five past 12 he's gonna shout a bit but you said 12 mm. Can you just honor The 12 o'clock <laughs> Even yeah. if you're visiting me yeah. But yeah He's um, He's one of those He's he's yeah But very cool Well man I'm getting emotional Like it's like <laughs> it's, it's Yeah No look I mean Simnet is an incredibly Talented guy And I'm not sure If you guys know But like he's You know um, I've also Seen him from the first time He picked up the guitar uh. Right, it's funny when he went to go try and register at music school. I was standing with him outside, Please. outside the gate when they told us how much the registration fee is gonna be, and he started panicking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you know what? We're not panicking. We're gonna, we're gonna pray. Here. We're gonna. Yeah. So, so we stood at the gate and we say, "Yo, big man, mm. you have a plan, you know." And today, I mean, he's you know, like he's saying, he's scored for commercials, he's making music. He's like music manager at Val. It's all these things that are really incredible. And for me to realize how far we come and to see where he is, I, I get really like you know, I get really emotional, mm. and 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 I try not to be because when I go down that route, you guys are gonna have to like stop me from crying, <laughs> and it's not a good look, you know. Yeah. But um, but he's right. He's uh, he's a, he's a great guy, and I think um, and I, I'm looking forward to all the other stuff that's coming his way here. Mm. Thank you so much to Sim for just, you know, coming through and uh, letting us know that other side of what uh, Tibbs is like. And, uh, you know, we, we hope... I, I understand it because I have friends in my life that I've been with for like uh, 20, 25 years, you know, and I understand what it do, what it means to have those types of people and actually still have them in your life and you actually see that growth and that development and you pull each other up and the like. Mm. So I appreciate um, the story that you guys have. Yeah. So we're just going to take a quick break. Before, then, can we, yeah? Can, yeah, before we take a quick break, yeah. um, the story he tells about the camera, that picture, he's, he's I just want to make cl clarity he's correct so that that was like it was a high eight camera yeah. if, you know, like these new millennials don't know they're talking about who is who is what 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 i showed on the apple what 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 i i 10 or whatever um it was a high eight camera yeah. and that was the first camera that like i picked up and i started shooting with and uh -huh. it used to break and we used to like <laughs> bang it like this to try to get it to work and then from the high 8 then we went into like the P2150 which was like mini DV tape to the DVX100 to the Sony X3 blah 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 and now mm. we're shooting like whatever we're shooting on Alexis and, mm -hmm. and, and red cameras and this year on my birthday this guy bought me a high 8 camera <laughs> and, 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 he, and, he, and he brought me a high eight camera in a box, all wrapped up. I thought, man, am I getting Yeezys? Because it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was in a shoebox. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm getting. And then I opened it, and it was like a high eight camera that still works. And so I just want to say, on air, thank you for it, man, because you haven't forgotten, and that really touched my heart. So I appreciate yeah, cool. it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Quick break, and then we'll come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. More justice on the business buzz. In the background, those are the sounds of a song by uh, by Questa and Wale. It's a song. Uh, I'm just gonna allow um, the director for that particular music video to just tell us in like 30 seconds what the vision was uh, behind the Spirit music video. 
the idea behind the spirit music video was if you've never been to a township in Soweto, if you've never seen people in the township, when you watch it, you need to go through a lifetime of the township mm, and mm. that you can never shake it off. It's mm. like if anybody had to ever, if nobody had to ever write a book about the hood, is people that are coming much later need to grab this video and realize what the hood was and what the hood vibe was. How was it working with Wale? <laughs> um look i mean what <laughs> that's a tough question look he's a great guy yeah. um i think i think on the day he wasn't really in a great space mm. um i had like a lot of a lot of what i do directing is also sort of to to manage people mm. right and so um, let's just say, like, I exerted myself a lot Quite more a <laughs> in managing in managing personalities. But okay. um, I found out, which was kind of unfortunate, because I found out a couple of days after I shot mm. that his cousin had actually passed away ah. the same day, right? Yeah. And so, so it made sense, it made right? sense yeah. then. And I wish I had that intel mm. when we were shooting, because I would have dealt with it slightly differently. Slightly different. But yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. But shoot itself wasn't easy. Mm. Um, Questa, I mean, Questa is massive, and you mm. can't take him anywhere without hundreds, thousands of people, people following, right? So yeah. there was a lot of dynamics that I was playing with. Uh, but I'm really happy that the video came out the way it did. Okay, cool. Um, so. Uh, one of the things that we, you know, like to ask all our brand new heavies, you know, it's our tradition is what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, one, what do you want people to remember you for? What do you want your value to be? Um, you know, going for, uh, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I used to have a very like deep, uh, philosophical, <laughs> ambitious answer to that. I mean, if you had asked me this, let's say about three months ago yeah. or four months ago, I'd say, you know like man you know like i want to be remembered as that guy that repositioned africa to the world you know mm -hmm. that when they thought well oh, the african aesthetic the african visual the african story they thought about me right mm -hmm. i always have this um this idea that as a continent we've inherited a narrative it's like you're born in it mm -hmm. you didn't choose it so in this narrative everybody around the world have you know any narrative has an ending yeah. Right, and so this African narrative has a very bleak ending, according to the narrative that's been set out for us. Yeah. You know, and so I've always thought maybe my job and part of my job is to create a plot twist. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to go the rest of the world thinks this is what Africa is and where it's going, and then suddenly we flood them with stories and visuals, and we turn the tide of the narrative and they start seeing Africa in a different light and mm. they start imagining a sort of brighter more amazing future so if you had asked me three months ago what I would like to be remembered for I'd mm. say that I would like to be remembered for that guy that changed the plot mm. for the African narrative you're now? asking me three months now and I'd say I'm a dad <laughs> and my little boy is turning three next week Yeah, and I would like for him to remember me as a good dad, okay. right? Is it, And I know it sounds so cliche, but nothing makes more sense than that, right? Yeah. Is that the problem with us artists and creative and whatnot is we're crazy individuals, man, and we live a crazy life and our dynamic is weird, you know, like our relationships half the time fall apart because we are away from home for weeks on end um, because we think weird. When we don't have the idea, we stress. Sometimes we take narcotics or alcohol. We are hooked. Sometimes we mismanage finances. So as creative and as artists, we are crazy individuals yeah. <laughs> right and so for me it's like i know the work is piling up mm. i know with the amount of work that i'm putting in and the effort and the time that we will achieve that first dream right yeah. of telling that different story but what is of utmost importance now is that my kid doesn't remember me as yeah he was a dope artist <laughs> but he was kind of not great as a dad yeah, you know i, I would rather you. him go Yo, I had the dopest dad on the planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he so happened to be the best director in the world. Yeah. But 
he's a dope dad. So for me, that's what I would like to remember for. Okay. So remember that you can keep in touch with us on social media. Uh, let us know if you're a creative. Are you hustling? Have you been taking some of the lessons? Um, you heard uh, Teboho saying that uh, the lessons that he learned from freelancing back in the day have carried him forward to this day. Uh, you can let us know on Facebook. We are Vow FM. That's Voice of Vits. And you can also find us. Uh, we have our other uh, Facebook page. That's Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. And then you can find our WhatsApp line. That's 0840784912. You can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. And remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So thank you so much to Tepsa for coming to the studio. Oh, is it an hour already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, time flies. <laughs> yeah, that brings fun. us to the end of the show. Um, as I as we close out, uh, who is your favorite music video director, and what's your favorite ad? <laughs> yo, yo, that's such a curveball. Um, that's such a curveball question. Um, all right, so there's a. Global, right? Yeah. Not local. All yeah. right. Um, music video director, there's yeah. a guy called Roman Gavras. Okay. So uh, Google him. He did uh, one of my favorite videos for uh, a guy called Jamie XX. Okay. So Roman Gavras. Okay. He's fantastic. I'm, I'm a big fan right now. And Ed? And Ed. Man, you'd have to. Uh, I mean, how far back do we go? Ah. Uh, uh, if it, if it's the all if it's the let, Apple, let me rattle off top three yeah. from the top of mind. Um, there's an ad by legendary commercial South African director called Keith Rose. Mm. He did an ad for BMW with mm. a mouse on a steering wheel. Yeah, and that was sort of it was an ad about the power of the po- power steering, mm. and it was just like a mouse. <laughs> it was just on a mouse on a steering wheel, and it was flipping. And yeah. and and Keith passed away sadly a few months ago, so yeah. may he rest in peace. Um, and then there's a famous ad from my mentor, my demigod, my brother, oh, wow. Debo Masazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Debo Masazi of, you know, of Bomb and, uh, and Yizo Yizo. And he did, a, he did an ad for Sasso back in the day mm. with little kids. And one kid was coming and say, I- I'm computer la mula. It was like these kids um, about to play soccer. And one was saying, yo, I'm Dr. Kumalo. And one was saying, mm. what not? So I thought that was a fantastic ad. And then most recently, there's an ad by Greg Gray. Mm. Um, for chicken licking with Zbu, um, uh who's like a machine. So Zbu sort of creates a machine so so that he can go chow chicken licking and let the machine take care of his girlfriend. Okay. And so for me, those those are the three are the three ads um, that that I'm vibing with. Okay, cool. So that's it. We've reached the end of our show. Thank you so much to Tepsa for coming to studio um, and joining us and just letting us know what's going on and uh, what keeps him what keeps him going and the legacy that he wants to have. He wants to be the best dad in the world and the best music director ever. So uh, thank you to our amazing uh, team, to our executive not producer. music direct music video director, best director. director. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> Thank you to our amazing team, our executive producer, Elna Schutz, and uh, together with our producer, Welcome Lishiva. Uh, thank you so much to our technical producer, Kotlano Serame. Don't miss the business, but same time, same place next week for more um, insights into the world of business. For myself, Murillo Mob Justice Kavaza, it's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only on Power FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.